everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another wonderful episode of The Never Games. This is a very special one. We've got Willow Payne, the artist of Library Comic and co-host of the podcast Book Stabber, is going to be joining us in the second half. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a fan, like, subscribe, and rate. It makes a huge difference to us. But on today's episode, Connor is like rain on your wedding day. Trevor crowdsources some new game ideas, and Tom has a strange dream that reveals how to open his Book of Tomes. This is Season 2, Episode 9, Sir Never Games of Boko Raton, Scotland. No, not like that. Come on, Noel. Tom, what? God, you're disgusting, Noel. <laughs> they sell things to screw at Home Depot. It's not. It's oh God! Oh God! What are you buying at Home Depot, Noel? You sad, lonely, sick man. <laughs> okay, uh, let's jump right into theme between the lines, guys. This is my week. I've got a couple questions for you with the secret hidden theme that y'all got to figure out. If oh, uh, you all are listening <laughs> out there in the, the stratosphere, the mesosphere, whatever the fuck, wherever you are, and you think you know the secret theme after hearing all these questions, please reach out to us via social media, give us a call, give us an email, whatever you need to do to tell us that you are smart. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question number one. Jerry Rice is widely considered to be the greatest wide receiver in the history of the NFL, and he holds the record for longest streak of games with at least, at least one reception. What is that record? Is it 190 games? Is it 274 games? Or is it 246 games? All of those are already insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you know I'm how many kidding. games a season there were back then? I'm assuming it was like 15, 16, something like that. Yeah, it probably would have been 16. This was, what, late yeah. 80s, early 90s? He retired late 90s, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure wow. that's right. Okay. I'm going to say 246. 246. That was one of the ones, right? It was. Yeah. I'm going to say the middle one. I'm going to go the first one, 190. Middle one number, so 246. Because it's 190, 274, and 246. Oh, they're not in order. Mm, no. no. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go 190. So Trevor's going 190. I'll Tom go is going 246. 274, was that? That was, that was yeah. the other one, yes. Yeah. Correct answer is 274. Congratulations, Noel. Ah, I'm a master of sports. Interesting fact. <laughs> so he holds the record at 274, and the second place is actually 190. So homeboy's untouchable. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Who's second place? Do you know? Uh, I forgot. That's fine. So I can't help you there. All right. Next question. In 2003, grower Staten Rory grew the world's tallest bean plant on record. How tall was that bean plant? Was it 62 feet? Was it 46 feet? Or was it 37 feet? Again, based on absolutely nothing, I'm going to go 62. Uh, 46. I'm feeling 46 also. So Noel and Trevor are going with 46. And These are Tom all crazy numbers. That's the theme. Yeah. It's crazy numbers. Congratulations to Noel and Trevor. It is 46 yeah, yeah, yeah. feet tall. Damn. That is a giant ass bean plant. Yeah, it is. That's enormous. There's a what, was, it, was it all going straight up, or did it fall on its side? And they counted that. It's going straight up. Is it a cheese? Is it a tree? 
them. It's I'm, it's a it's a stock. <laughs> like you've seen like Jack and the Beanstalk and stuff. It's yeah, like but a that's big not real. Boy. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the real version. <laughs> there was a golden goose at the top. No, there, there was, <laughs> yeah. and a giant who will who will grind your bones to make you braid. All right, next question. Which county is home to California's first publicly funded school, theater, public library, and printing press? Would that be Napa Valley, Sonoma, or Monterey? I'm going to say Monterey. I'm also going to say Monterey. I'm going to say Sonoma. So Tom and Trevor are going Monterey, and Noel is going Sonoma. Congratulations to Tom and Trevor. It is hey. Monterey. Fuck. Uh, that means that we are... Wait, nope. Yeah, we are all tied up. Everybody's got two points. Ooh. So... Oh, boy. Could have fucking won this goddamn game. <laughs> the 1970s saw a massive spike in popularity for salsa dancing, but the dance itself traces its origins back to which decade in Cuba? Would that be the 1920s? The 1910s or the 1890s? 1890s. Noel's 1920s. Going old boy. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you said s- 20s? The, yes, the 20s. I'll go with the 10s. Let's find a winner. And congratulations to Tom. It was oh, the God 1920s. Fuck. Uh, 1920s. Still yeah. came in second place. That's all that matters. Noel came in second place. Tom is the winner. Uh, again, if you all listening at home think you know the secret theme between the lines, give us a shout at the underscore never underscore games. That's for all social media. You can also give us a phone call or an email at hello at the nevergames.com. And if you yeah. are looking for the answer of last week's theme between the lines, don't worry. It'll be on the later half of our show. So make sure you stick around. Welcome. To the Never Games. Yeah. My name is Trevor. I am the CEO of Stickerbox Studios and the producer here at the Never Games. My name is Tom O'Brien, and I was the giant at the top of the beanstalk. Not nearly <laughs> as tall as I have been represented. No. <laughs> uh, my name is Connor Provost, and uh, that's it. And, and my name is. <laughs> And my name is Noel McGinnis. I play the role of Noel McGinnis on the Never Games, and this is the Never Games. I'm Noel McGinnis, uh, <laughs> the, the number one podcast for all those participating. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. So the other day, I experienced a new thing that I never, I have never experienced before. I got an ultrasound of my heart, so I got to Ooh. watch my heart working, and it was cool, terrifying, and terrifying. <laughs> it was, uh, it was wacky. I had like a really bad panic attack and I thought I was having a heart attack. So I went to the ER and I got an EKG and an ultrasound and a chest x-ray and everything's fine. Everything's normal. They were like, there's okay. no sign that you've ever had a heart attack and there's no sign that you're going to have a heart attack. But I was like, but my feelings though. And they were like, fuck your feelings. <laughs> but we're, to... we're normal physical doctors. We don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but my brain says that I'm dying. And it says your brain is stupid. But uh, <laughs> they're great doctors. That, uh, Good bedside manner. Yeah, yeah. But it was crazy. It was, it was like, and at one point she was like, she was looking at my heart and she's like, looks like you're a little dehydrated too. And I was like, how do you, how can you tell that from my heart? What is happening? Oh my God, what else can you find out? <laughs> it was, it was the weirdest thing. It was just the, the weirdest huh. fucking thing in the world. God. But yeah, fun Damn. medical things. Well, that's a lot better of an intro than I 
than I had. I was going to say pudding is dead. Pudding is dead? Pudding is dead. So I went uh, I went what? to the supermarket the other day, and I was trying to buy pudding for the first time. Uh, how old am I? 30? In 30 years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what math were you doing right there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You were like, how old am I? I'm 30, so it's probably been... 30 years? Yeah, it was just a dramatic <laughs> See, pause. Here's the thing um, is I've never, but... I've never actually bought pudding, so how long have I been on this earth? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm 30. Well, no, um, I bought pudding distinctly, I remember, once when I was one and six months. So I was subtracting that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, would, I went to the store, the pudding store, and I was trying to buy pudding, and, and I was looking for some pretty, like, I don't know, exotic flavors. Like, this isn't like the, the mix. It's like the, the cups, the pudding cups. How exotic and, do you think pudding flavors get, Noel? So I remember this one, I don't know how many <laughs> millions of years ago, but it was like a lemon meringue pudding cup with like a lemon pudding and like a meringue vanilla top or something like that. It's like, okay, cool. They have to still have that. That seems like a pretty normal flavor. They have vanilla and chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And nothing, like that. <laughs> I mean, nothing that makes else. Sense. And I, I was pretty disheartened and now pudding's dead. See, this is this is the problem: is that the rest of us have bought pudding before in our lives and are used to the normal flavors that are offered of pudding. And Noel was expecting as I'm, many flavors of pudding as there are musical instruments that Trevor plays. And good damn it, I've got to be honest with you: I've never bought pudding, but like I understand how pudding works. And there's like two, maybe three flavors, Noel. Like, yeah, what well, are you okay. Expecting? I guess I'm pretty. I'm spoiled by the amount of like craft beer flavors there are, and I was really hoping there'd be. They're not the same. It's not, I know it's pudding. I know it's not the Crash same thing. <laughs> All right, well with that, let's go. Oh, right, I just wanted more than two it. flavors. Is it is, is it is it too much to ask for more yes, than chocolate? Is. Yes, it is. Too All much right, to ask. let's play a game then. We're gonna God. play a game, guys. Yeah. It is my week to play a game. Oh God, the look on your face. This is gonna be a brutal oh, game. Oh, I hate it. It's fine. Already. You just came up with the title first, so it's it's a good time. fun fact. So last week, Tom's game, which was Are You Smarter? than an assistance animal. To introduce it, he's like, I have no idea where the idea for this came from. I think I went to the Trevor School of Game Design to come up with it. And my first thought was, that sounds like a great game name. Oh God. So today we're playing the Trevor School of Game Design. The way this is going to be played, this is going to be similar to a, uh, a game that Connor had a couple of weeks ago called Make Me a Sandwich. I have three game names. You're each randomly going to be assigned one of them. Oh, God. On your turn, you have to come up with how that game is going to be played. After you give your description of the game, the other two get to make one change to try and improve it. I'm going to judge this based on playability, listener enjoyment, and our enjoyment playing it. Okay. Okay. Are we ready to play? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to go in order of the standings. So we're going to start with Connor. Oh. So, Connor, I have three game names. I want you to pick a number between one and three, and that's how we will decide what game you have. I pick two. All right. Game name number two is 2001, A Cyberspace Odyssey. This is already a very tough game. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they going to get theirs? 
we can do that if everybody wants to think on their own game. I'm, I'm going to need as much time as I can sure. just to think all right, about let's, it. Uh, yeah. Let's give them all out now then. So next up would be Tom. Pick a number, one or two. I'll go one. All right, Tom, your game name is The Dive Bar Exam. Oh, that's so much better. <laughs> and that leaves one more for Noel. Noel, your game is going to be Haiku, spelled H-I-G-H-C-O-U-P. That is also so much better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that one. <laughs> I definitely think that there were better and worse ones. That's why I randomized it and let you pick on your own. So, Connor, you have no one to blame but yourself. I know. But I'm going to blame you <laughs> and Tom, just because we have a history. <laughs> just going back in the box, eh? Yeah, yeah you're getting back in the <laughs> 2001 Cyberspace Odyssey. And anybody listening along at home, if you have an idea of what these games could be, send them to us. We'd love to hear them, maybe even play them. Oh, and also, I retain all the rights to these games in future episodes if one of them ends up being <laughs> really good. See, this is, this is, again, the Trevor School of Game Design in that it's exactly like the, the party that he was like, yeah, everybody bring a whole bunch of liquor and we'll have an open bar. And then at the end, he got an open bar. Like, yeah. he got a fully stocked that... bar. <laughs> the game is making us design games for him. Trevor yeah. basically has a game farm. <laughs> and the best part is the game design for it was done by Connor <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it was it, it's, it's a Connor game design based on a Tom suggestion <laughs> that is gonna steal oh my god there's only three hosts on this show I'm just now realizing <laughs> three hosts in a mirror yeah <laughs> I have absolutely nothing. I, I have no I, I Really? Yeah, I have Connor, nothing. I'm, I'm willing to be generous here. I'm willing to go before you if you want some more time to think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it's going to do me any good. I think I just have to fucking forfeit the point, honestly. Trevor, the downside... I have nothing. The downside of this game is that you're giving us like a minute and a half to think of a game in which we usually take about a week to prepare, if not more. You don't have to have, like, the questions prepared, just, like, the general idea of what the game would be. All right, so I am good to go. If, uh, I'm all right. kind of good to go, also. Let's hear what you got, Tom. All right, so my game is the Dive Bar Exam. Yes. It is a series of questions which are structured as I give a state, and then I give a bizarre law which applies to bars. So, you know... Obvious ones are like no serving alcohol on Sundays until after 5 p.m. or, you know, stuff like that. But there's got to be a lot of weird niche laws that are right. like, you know, no serving pickles from a pool table. Like, <laughs> or, you know, find you find those really weird ones. You give the state and the law and then you guys have to guess how frequently a year that law is broken. <laughs> all right all right so it's okay. like okay the the law is you know missouri you can't serve pickles from a pool table how often are people charged with breaking that law in a in, in the most the recent missouri year? pickle law yeah because <laughs> uh, then you have to think about like okay this is a weird law which is funny but also you have to be like 
well, how frequently does that happen? And you have to, you know, there's some good banter there. And... Yeah. My, <laughs> my change would be that instead of guessing, like, how often, or, like, being given the, the state and guessing how often it's broken, I would still do it like my food-style games where I'm going to give you all the states, I'm going to give you the laws, and you have to connect the state to the law. It's weird because I can already feel out like we each have our own signature game styling. I feel like it's definitely going to become a lot more pertinent as we do this uh, game. My suggestion is if you broaden it to more definitions of bar, like you see, what's the weird thing that would happen in like a ballet class or something like that where (laughs) where the police would have to be, you know, involved or uh, just use bar as like as the, vague of a term. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, like, why Why did someone kill a person and then put them in, like, a Hershey's factory or something like that? <laughs> um, my, my, so, it's interesting, Connor, that um, my first thought was to have it be structured in a United States of Franks. Yeah. And that I only changed it because Trevor was like, the first thing I'm judging on is uniqueness. Right, that's fair. <laughs> so I was like, I can't start by like, okay, it's structured like a game that Connor played last week. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, this is tough. I really like the obscure laws. I really like the guessing how often it's broken. But I feel like a lot of the really obscure laws would not actually be in. Forced. It's like that thing in um fucking How I Met Your Mother, where it's like don't like boogie board in the bar or some weird shit like that. It's like yeah, it's a law because it's only happened once. Right. So uh, I'm gonna give this point to Noel. Wow. I think that opening crazy. it up to a lot more variations on the word bar allows for better laws to be found that don't just revolve around drinking alcohol in bars. And then you can talk about Mark Wahlberg and how he stole a bunch of gold in, in, in Italy in that movie. I'm going to take that point away from Noel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have mine if, Connor, you're not ready to go yet. I have uh, kind of a... I'll give you some more time. Um, no, yeah, I'll give you another minute on it. So mine was haiku. And in each round, each of you has a turn into... I will be describing, I don't know, a form of media that's pretty stoner-based. Like, so for the first round, it would be like weed movies or, or stoner movies. And I would give that in, I would describe it in the form of a haiku. And then each one of you guess. If you get it wrong, the other two can steal it. Um, and then round two would be like weed music or, you know, basically whatever 311 or Sublime is doing. But then I would change up the change up the poetic format and I would do limericks and then so on and so forth. And then the last one would be weed art or whatever. And I would do like an iambic pentameter or whatever else, you know, uh, uh, is out there. But it's all based on, you know, uh, if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, it's pretty much anyone else's game. Whoever gets it first, you know, can steal that point. Okay. That was a completely different direction than I had gone when I came up with the idea. No, so, I'm, uh, wait, I, I'm kind of curious, Trevor. Wait, can you, where can you, you recap, recap that just real quick? So, you're, so you have to write poems based on, like, all these. Right. So, uh, for example, um, the first round would be, like, weed movies. I would make up three different haikus for three different stoner movies, like, you know. And we have to determine the, the movie. 
You'd have to determine the movie. Um, if you get it wrong, the other two people can steal it. Okay. That's basically it. So my change here is that instead of doing a haiku or a limerick that describes a specific piece of weed media, we have to determine whether you are ri- you've written a haiku about a weed movie or a military coup. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, I got nothing else. Yeah. Tom wins that one. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even. I'm not even gonna bother. Uh, yeah. I'm not even gonna bother. That's really good. That'd be tough to beat. So. Yeah. The only thing I was thinking is, is changing Noel's format would would be that we would much like the games where we've played. Like we have to come up with lyrics or whatever. I'll give you the weed thing. And then you have to come up with the haiku or limerick or whichever format I I determine uh, on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I don't know why, but I have like this weird thing in the back of my mind that prevents me from doing subjective games like this. Like that's why I always do like the multiple choice or anything like right. that because it's yeah. it's it's right or wrong. It's when, once you add in your own feelings, then it it gets I think weird. I think if it's early, I think I can trust all yeah. of us to be objective. And I think if it's early in the season where it's not affecting like the outcome too much, I, I don't see a problem with it. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's only the last like really five episodes when points start getting tight, and we're like, oh, f- yeah. fuck you, Connor. <laughs> you <know? Me? laughs> yeah, you're the current winner. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Tom. Tom ran away with that one. But it's weird. Uh, it's like, how can I talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Coups like Nicaragua and then Pineapple Express. Like, <laughs> right. It's a good crossover. <laughs> uh, I am curious on Trevor's uh, blueprints for all these games, too. <laughs> so that one, I was thinking it would be I would give you a military coup that took down a drug lord and you would have to write a haiku about it was oh. kind of the, the first thought that i had on it but i think the combination of what noel and tom have created here is definitely better <laughs> i saw i saw trevor writing something down so. <laughs> expect that to come back <laughs> we've got four weeks until it's trevor's turn for a game again yeah <laughs> all right 2001 cyberspace odyssey um so i hate it but basically what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you there's gonna be three difference things that happened in 2001, like technology-led things that happened in 2001, and I want you to pitch me that thing. So the things that I'm thinking of are going to be like BitTorrent first started in 2001, Wow. Xbox first started in 2001, Steven Spielberg's AI, artificial intelligence, was released that year, Windows XP, and then the first iteration of iTunes. So just various things, and you're going to pitch me those so like as if as if we were on the the board of directors that you were like okay i've got this idea i want you to sell me on on these things but i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna do a deeper i I think if we were to do it i would do a deeper dive and find failed things like BitTorrent like barely exists anymore so that's that's more what i'm looking for the fact that you came up with five in the past couple minutes is (laughs) right (laughs) that's good that's where i ended up It's, I like it. Kind of similar to um, defend yourself, sir. Yeah. But you're you're pitching a product rather than just defending a random thing. And and again, I think I would I would I would make sure that they these were things that like failed that like did not work out. Like the ones that the ones that I 
named like obviously a bunch of them like yeah. ended up <laughs> like I would buy Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so the the change that I'm making is that um, the structure is still similar to Defend Yourself, sir, but it is more closely related to the TV show Shark Tank. So it'd be like I would be pitching. You would have the the ultimate say, but that I would be pitching it to the three of you, and you would get to so like you as argue. the host are are pitching. No, so so it would be, you know, you've got you've got these these three things, and you're like, okay, Tom, you're pitching the Xbox. I'm pitching to Connor, the 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 leader of the game, but okay. also pitching to Noel and Trevor, and it becomes you know, like so that you guys get a little bit of back and forth to argue with me of like saying like how much what percentage of like this uh this profit like how much what do you think your profit margin is going to be okay and like throw some questions at me that i'm just like uh 12 million dollars i don't like, <laughs> like how much do you think the clippy spin-off game is going to make for <laughs> for microsoft and i'm like uh. okay i All went right. a completely different way you would start with a, a thing from uh, uh, like a, a defunct tech thing, but you would have to do some sort of like Wikipedia multi-jump, you know, like click click a link to get to a different article, to get to a different article, to get to I a different article. I was thinking about that. I was thinking to... about like doing a little where are they now kind of situation. Exactly. So I guess I would do that. I know it's not one thing. And it's kind of like flipping the game up on its ass, but that's, that's all I got. So I, I'm not understanding, Noel. You're... Yeah, you've just it's um basically go from A to B through Wikipedia links. Yeah, Wikipedia races. Yeah, so so it all st- oh. it all starts with something from <laughs> from like, you know, Y2K tech and then you jump to like a similar one even though it's not going to be that that, you know, many links, yeah. but or you can go to something completely different like, you know, MySpace to an eggplant and see the 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 Number least of clicks. Yeah, the least right. amount of yeah. jumps wins. My thing with that is that I, I was thinking about that. My thing with that is that it's not going to be like people are not going to like it's just going to be us Wanna clicking and being that. like, I got four. <laughs> oh, no. <You> know? <laughs> I, like like I said, the game is going to be horrible. It's just the idea. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Noel doesn't win. Oh, um, awesome. Thanks, guys. Still coming second? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I think I got to give this one to Tom. I think that the uh, the twist of allowing the other players to try and mess with you on your turn will make it a lot more fun to listen to and uh, My fun to play. My confusion is where the points come in for that game, though. Yeah, because it just could be like this this drunken barroom brawl at the end. Like, how do you... How I mean, do you... that's what Defend Yourself <laughs> surrounded up being. <laughs> yeah. Right, but like, how do, you, how do you score that game if, like, if... It would... Like if so... It would be subjective in the, sa- in the same way as Defend Yourself, sir. But if I'm the host and each one of you are pitching, so if I'm the host and then Tom's pitching... And then you guys are also involved as like Shark Tank members. Like, what is your involvement, and how would you guys get points? I think maybe like uh, points if we are able to talk you out of buying the product, or oh. uh, a point if talking in talking you into it. It was kind of how I was picturing it. Oh, similar to Defend Yourself, sir, where you're picking one person in that game, but in this case, it would be you're either picking them or the jury. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's like, okay, we've determined Tom is a success, I get a point. We determine that Tom is a failure, Trevor and Noel get a point. Oh. Towards okay. the total points for the end of the game. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I see that. 
That's cool. I think that then gives that point to Tom. Yeah. Which means that Noel did come in second. <laughs> Noel did come in second. <laughs> oh, fuck. I hate this. <laughs> Your hair looks really good, though. Thanks. Got a haircut today. It's all glossy. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning Tower of Chisa. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Goofy movie. <laughs> God, I love that movie so much. Oh, you guys want to jump into a break? Yeah, Yeah, let's do that. Sure, let's do it. And when we get back, we've got a special surprise for all of you at home. Special guest Willow Payne will be joining us to talk some media and see if she is an expert. Woo! Today's episode is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so that you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, so now we are going to reveal the answer of last week's theme between the lines. Um, did any of you guys get it? I kind of hit it a little on the head, but... Was it something like hidden themes <laughs> within other things? Um, Bonus like, content, like, secret, yeah. secret uh, Easter eggs? That's correct, Tom. It is... Easter eggs. I went holiday. And then out of all the dozens of incorrect answers, we were able to fish out one lucky winner. Congratulations to Lily P. from sunny L.A., New Hampshire. Nope, California. Uh, (laughs) If you want to be like Lily and you you think you know the answer to this week's theme between the lines, if you give us a shout on social media or hello at thenevergames.com or give us a call, the phone number is... 40 64 26 37 24 or 406 games 24. Let's just uh, make that phone number a little bit harder to digest. Could you? Yeah, um, uh, the phone number is 4,064,263,724 or 406 games <laughs> 24. <laughs> you think I you know, could do I it? almost understood what you were going for there. Could you just give it one more shot? And uh, just really make sure nobody ever calls. <laughs> yeah. Can we just figure out what that would be in binary? Yeah. We'll just, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need a key for like hexadecimal code or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> now we can go back to talking about Hank Azaria. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, how is how has nobody mentioned the birdcage? That movie is incredible. Yeah. See, I don't I don't connect his voice work with his face. I, I frequently have to be reminded that the physical person who like is on screen is the guy who does all the voices in Simpsons. He had a recurring role yeah. in uh, Friends too. Did he really? Uh, yeah, wow. he was Phoebe's boyfriend who moves to Minsk. Was he also <laughs> huh. on um what what is the show with the the Kevin James show? Uh King Queens? King Queens. Maybe. If not that, the Drew Carey show he must have been on. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Oh. What a great show that was. Oh, hello there. We didn't see you. Welcome back from our break. 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> Wasn't really sure where you were going with that, Tom. But <laughs> it's very confusing. It, it's okay. Nobody ever notices me the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you uh, just heard that voice and are wondering who that is, it is our guest this episode, the wonderful Willow Payne, the artist for Library Library Comic. Willow. Welcome. Thank you, Trevor. You know, most people don't get that pronunciation right. It is library, hick, library com. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced library comic. Um, oh, God. The word library <laughs> isn't pronounced that way, but the name of the comic is. Well, no, that's a that's a common mistake. If you if you Google library comic, that is a whole other thing. It's not safe for work. Very sexual. I don't recommend it. Not a good comic. Still drawn by you, though, right? Yeah, that's my... (laughs) That is where I get out all of my repressed uh, sexual fantasies in comic format. Before we go way deeper into this sidetrack, bringing it back to mispronunciations, Willow informed me the location of Nevercon is not pronounced Boca Raton. That is correct. Boca Raton. Yeah, it is, Boca Raton, it is Boca Raton, which oh. does not rhyme. We're going to have to move it. Yeah, I think we have, to, we have to change the location. Or we can just change the event, and we just send all the people <laughs> never cones from Boca never Raton. Cones. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll put it in a pyramid building, and it'll be never cone. Yeah, it can Raton. actually you know, come to somewhat of a fruition. We'll just send everyone never cones. Yeah. If you want to buy... See, I was thinking. If you want to buy a cheap plot of land and name it Boca Raton to host the convention <laughs> i think that is a solid plan there is that going that thing that's happening now where people can buy like pay like ten dollars to buy a very tiny plot of land in scotland so that they can be become a lord <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so we can we can just do that welcome to sir never games yeah. <laughs> boca raton See, scotland lord yeah. boca raton <laughs> Lord Never Games of Boca Raton, Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, okay, I had a few ideas, actually. I was thinking we could either go to Charleston, South Carolina. We could go to Houston, Texas. Or we could go to Madison, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. (laughs) Not Madison. (laughs) Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, so, uh, it, it, it is the Multimedia Minute, by the way. Getting us off of this, because yeah, we, we'll talk yeah, about this for track here. much too long. Yeah. Well, you're also <laughs> the co-host of a new podcast with Gene, the writer for Library Comics, called Bookstabber, right? That is correct. We have a new podcast out now called Bookstabber. The, the short pitch for it is that we argue about books. The long pitch is that I am famously hard to recommend books for. I'm just a, I hate everything is what all my friends say about the, Tom, you know this. I, I hate everything. I mean, it is a thing I have said about you many, it's, many times. It's true. And, and you, I met you pretty late in my life. I, everyone already knows that I hate everything. So my good friend, <laughs> Gene Ambaum, who I make a comic strip with twice a week. He's a professional librarian, and he's like, we're going to find books that you will enjoy. And so he essentially gives me reading assignments. We're trying to get book recommendations from our audience and from interested parties. And this is really to, you know, every librarian's dream is to get people books that they love 
and keep them reading. Yeah. What has been your favorite book, book that you were sort of flipped around on or that uh, he suggested for you? Well, we've only done three episodes so far. Of those three, I have enjoyed maybe one and a half of them. <laughs> that seems like a pretty okay. good average. Yeah, that's not bad. That's yeah. not too bad. Yeah. Right. That, that is a pretty 50%. good average. So I'm still waiting for the, the real surprise where it's like, whoa, this book is crazy. But I just started number four, and I'm pretty sure that one is not going to be fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> my, so one of my, my favorite parts about this, this podcast is that a big part of it is that, like, you know, Willow is very gracious, but Gene straight up comes out and is like, my goal is to get Willow really pissed off and go on a rant, because I think Willow's rants are hilarious. <laughs> and the very first episode is like, all right, what did you think of this book, Willow? <laughs> and Willow, you were just like, I liked it. It was really good. <laughs> he was like, that's not what I want. <laughs> I want you to be angry. What are your favorite books, Willow? What like Did you give him anything to go off of? Oh, sure. I mean, my favorite, for the longest time growing up, my favorite book was, it's unfair to say book, because it's the whole series, uh, but The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books by Douglas Adams. Oh, yes. It's my favorite books, too. Highly formative part of my life. And then I discovered Neil Gaiman in high school, and there was a point where, like, American Gods was in competition uh, for the number one slot. And then in grad school, I finally got to read the Neil Gaiman Sandman comics, which oh, yeah. if, we're, if yeah. we're counting comics, which I do, I consider I would, yeah. that to basically... Especially that one. Yeah, I consider that to basically be the greatest achievement in, you know, mankind. I wow. was borrowing the Sandman comics. A uh, roommate of mine had two big books of the entire thing. I have those same giant books, yeah. The, I mean, the books are just neat looking to begin with. Mm -hmm. The story's great. I had to read the whole thing in like two weeks because he was moving out. Oh. And I like, I got like a, a quarter of the way through the first book and he was like, hey, I need that back. I'm leaving. And I was like, no, I need to finish this. Oh, That's more shame. dedication than any comic I've handed you. Like... <laughs> no, I, uh, the time we drove to St. Louis, I read Mouse and didn't talk to you and Allison the entire ride because I was just reading that. Mouse I don't remember so that. <laughs> yeah, I was actually with you when you went to St. Louis then. No, uh, I remember you coming with me. I don't remember you reading the house. Uh, it is interesting that you brought up Neil Gaiman because this has been sitting on my desk for probably a year now, and I just haven't touched it, and I don't really know why. Uh, <laughs> reminder, Connor, this is a podcast. People those, can't. I was about to... <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the viewers at home, Connor just held up a paper plate tambourine that he made that has in glitter and glue Neil Gaiman's silhouette. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, for for the listeners, uh, this is a paperback copy of Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman that my buddy lent to me, like, again, like a year ago. And it's just sitting on my desk and I just haven't done it. And I don't really know why. Neil Gaiman wrote a book called Don't Panic that is all about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have read, I haven't read it thoroughly. I believe that I skimmed most of it in a Borders when Borders was still a thing. Wow, oh, wow. Borders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my credentials. In fact, that's probably where I found American Gods was right next to that. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite, I guess, Neil Gaiman stories is that so he uh, he currently lives, I think, in Woodstock, New York, which is very close to where my girlfriend's mom lives. And 
their favorite bookstore is his favorite bookstore. And he'll just go in, and if no one's paying attention, he'll sign a whole bunch of copies of his books. And then the bookstore <laughs> will have to tweet out and be like, holy shit, you guys, Neil Gaiman showed up today. <laughs> We've got 12 signed copies. Like, come and get them. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we should talk about Willow's stuff. We, right. It is on par with the creations of Neil Gaiman. Um, <laughs> I wish. I've read through a bunch of library comic, and it's really good. It's really funny. It's very, very character-based. There's a vibrant community chatting in the comments of all of it, too, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> Depending on where you look, some, some are more vibrant than others. It's been really weird because I, you know, I volunteered in a library when I was in high school for some kind of college application credit. But yeah. I, you know, other than that, I don't have, I, I don't consider myself part of that community, but now I've sort of been inducted as an honorary member. And it's really strange. It, it feels like they are, because that is who the comic is primarily for, is for people who work in libraries. It's really from that perspective of you are an employee of the library and they have really interesting, you know, it's it's not like your typical office environment. It is this group of like yeah. super nice people who all are deeply humanitarian, deeply into, you know, free speech and all of the all of the good things. And also yeah. they have a very strange sense of humor. And are <laughs> well, working functionally retail jobs in the way that they yeah, have to exactly. interact it's, with the, the public. Right. It's client facing, but it's not like a client facing that you would experience in other places. Like it's a very personal client facing. When I got brought in on the comic, because I'm the third artist to work on this particular comic strip, when I brought in, I, I think I've basically made the strip worse for all of the people who are long-term fans, because <laughs> Gene and I go over scripts every week, and he's like, all right, here's the strips, and... They'll be like these, a lot of them are these very wholesome interactions between librarians and patrons. I'm like, all right, uh, but what if in panel four, the punchline was that a, just a whole swarm of hornets came in and stung everyone? And then we'll kind of negotiate back and forth on that. It's... I love how you like to draw in deleted scenes in your in your comics that I really hope you keep like this whole compendium of, of hornets coming in, but you like never publish that panel, but only only for you. Panel four, always filled with hornets. <laughs> Seven panel comic, only panel four filled with hornets. You joke, but this is a real conversation Gene and I have had about the secret fourth <laughs> panel filled with hornets. That, no, we have, a, we have an ongoing joke where Gene wants me to start drawing spiders into various strips just as like an Easter egg, because that's one of my go-to recommendations is what if, what if a giant spider just came and ate everyone? I, you know, I have a one-track mind. <laughs> I, I also like to think that you just have, instead of drawing hornets every single time, you just have a filter that you've built in Photoshop that's like, all right, and highlight panel four, activate hornet filter, and we're good to go. <laughs> right. Like the great uh, Mangakas, I, I have created a special Photoshop brush that is just a swarm of hornets. I do have a Photoshop brush that is just uh, Scrooge McDuck coins that I made. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta send that to me. I'm gonna use that. I, <laughs> I sent it to John Chad. Uh, he was thrilled. Um, but uh, he would, yeah. But yeah. I never use it, but I have it. This explains his Christmas cards lately. <laughs> uh, Willow, I also wanted to ask you about the Burning Blade of the Badlands. 
Yes. Thank I read you. through everything that's up on that. Right. Uh, when is more coming out? Well, that's a bit of a tricky question. It's not really a fun answer to that. Uh, but Trevor is referring to uh, another a webcomic that Gene and I worked on before I was working on Library Comic, uh, where you, that you can see at www.barbariangirl.com. It's an all-ages action-adventure comic strip about a young girl who lives on a desert planet with her moon tiger and her father who wields a magical sword and their ongoing battle against space marines. It was a lot of fun to work on, and I have actually drawn a considerable portion of what we consider book two. I'd say there's about 35 pages that are ready to go, but, you know, we tried to do a Kickstarter and it didn't really go anywhere. The The, the problem is that oh. comic just doesn't have any readership, so we, we, we gave oh, up on yeah. it in pursuit of other things. Yeah, yeah. Which is really disappointing because it's a great comic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Do you ever consider uh, melding the two and go go full MCU with the uh, library comic and the Burning Blade? <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last year we did a little bit of a spin-off of library comic for Halloween that was called Monster Library, where it took place in a a different library that was run by and for monstrous individuals. So there's a Gorgon, a Minotaur, a Dragon. That was fun. That one basically got to get all of my giant spider shenanigans that I'm always thinking of. I do remember you being excited because you had a whole month where Gene just accepted your ideas carte blanche. That you were just like, well, what if this panel's full of hornets? And he was like, yeah, it's the Halloween one. Go for right. it. Right. Precisely. Well, yeah. For anybody out there who hasn't checked it out yet, it's librarycomic.com. Is that right? Correct. And we'll have links to that and everything else from Willow, the right. podcast, Burning Blade of the Badlands, or uh, Barbarian Girl with it as well. But Willow also claims to be an expert in the 1997 yeah. cartoon Daria. That is correct. Daria was a very important cartoon in my life, and I have watched it many times. Some would say far too important for any one person. <laughs> Uh, you clearly didn't listen to the dorm life episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> I, I did actually. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> have you have you watched Dorm Life yet? Not yet, but based on your glowing <laughs> recommendation, it's uh, it's on the periphery for me. But I'm so busy reading these bad books that I keep getting recommended. That I don't know when I'll have time for Dorm Life. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it though. Let's play Stump the Expert. I actually, I had never seen Daria. I haven't either. Before this. Wow. Okay, I should. Yeah. I, I got worried about nothing. Jeez. <laughs> I, uh, I think all of the Daria that I had watched previously was with you, Willow. That makes sense. Well, I remember you specifically did not enjoy it, and I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't not enjoy it, but I, I, a big part of it was that I was watching it with you and uh, and Luke. Yeah, and the two of you are such big Daria fans, and I was like, I don't, I'm not up to speed with what you guys are talking about. <laughs> You're like, isn't that character great? And I was like, I don't know that person's name yet. <laughs> uh, one of my more recent experiences with Daria was that my sister and I went to this uh, brewery that ha was having like a '90s night, Ooh. and they had a 
cover bands playing uh, and they were playing Jagged Little Pill front to back and <laughs> a big projector was showing Daria like on the side of the brewery like the big wall <laughs> and it sounds was so cool pretty dope yeah man but uh yeah we got some questions for you yeah okay let's go first I'll go first in season three, episode nine, entitled Jake of Hearts, there are two DJs that come to visit Londale High. What are their names? Oh, geez. God, I, I can picture them. I can just feel your, your confidence dwindling, you know, by the second here. <laughs> that was one I really yes. wasn't anticipating. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a feeling that we've all experienced. Yeah. And it's, all had, it's yeah. the worst feeling imaginable. As the course of a question starts coming in, it's like, I know that episode. Yeah, I knew that was the title. I remember kind of the plot. Who was that? I can person? picture the characters. And then what song yep. did they write? What? I think Dario was in it. I think. <laughs> was, uh, was one of their names? No, I don't know. I Got a guess? No, I, I, God, I'm just trying to come up. I'm going to say Big Fish and Little Dog. <laughs> uh, that is incorrect it's unfortunately so much better uh, yeah it is uh, the correct answer is bing and the spatula man ah uh, of course which okay. of course big fish and little dog are better names but i feel like Definitely. bing and the spatula man is a more daria <laughs> name for, like... i know I, I i feel so ashamed already but like daria i'm going to do my best to suppress my feelings and pretend like it doesn't get to me <laughs> that's uh that's you very know, meta that, that speaks i think to daria's self-esteem there's a, there's a quote <laughs> that i really enjoyed that says uh i don't have low self-esteem i just have low esteem for everyone else yes. correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which actually leads pretty well into my question because it is about season one episode one. Oh, tom didn't watch a lot of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so mike judge was not involved in the creation of Daria. He was off making King of the Hill. Uh, mm -hmm. But Daria is a direct spin-off of Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Daria, the show Daria takes place right after Daria and her family move from Highland, Texas, the setting of Beavis and Butthead, to Lawndale, state unknown. And only once in the entirety of the run of Daria is anything related to Beavis and Butthead mentioned. And that is when Daria is talking to her mom, and Helen says, Daria, your father is trying to tell you not to judge people until you know them. We're in a brand new school in a brand new town. You don't want it to be like Highland all over again. And Daria says, not much of a chance of that happening unless what? Unless there's uranium in the water here, too. Yeah, that's wow. right. Wow. Nice. Word for word, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, unless well there's uranium in the drinking water here, too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the no hesitation at all you're just like not at all <laughs> yeah. just right there i was trying to do my best voice there i don't know if uh <laughs> no, we can put it through the filter later and we'll make it work we have oh. a daria filter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i was actually watching an interview with tracy grandstaff who's the voice of daria and it's amazing how like she wasn't really doing anything uh, like she just sounds that way. She obviously she emotes more when she's talking normal and not acting, but her voice is almost just that entirely. Like she's not doing anything special. That's a thing I feel about Hank Azaria. <laughs> true, true that. That's actually the uh, the voice actress for Bimo in Adventure Time is the same thing. 
Wait, really? really? Wait, she's yeah. the same. The voice actress for Daria is the same as. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, because that would have been weird, man. Yeah, that, that's what I thought <laughs> okay. you were saying. <laughs> no, no. The voice actress for BMO doesn't do anything to her voice. Right. Oh, it's just what she sounds like. Yeah. She just stops. Yeah, I actually did have to look up who. Did... <laughs> I thought all of you were as astonished by that fact as I was, but no. <laughs> you know what? Yes, she is Daria also. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it was weird because I thought for sure before I looked up the voice actor, it was like a Linda Cardinelli or someone. Cardellini? Well, it was a it was a rumor for years and years that Janine Garofalo was the true voice of Daria and that she was using a fake name, but that was not true. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I could see that also. Um, <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. I got a I got a question here. So I'm gonna jump ahead one season from where Tom was to season two, episode one, which was titled Arts and Crafts. In that episode, Daria and Jane have to create a poster to submit to an art competition. Yes. With the title Student Life at the Dawn of the Millennium. They create a poster that has an image of a pretty girl looking in a mirror, and all the teachers really like the poster until they read the poem at the mm-hmm. bottom. What is the poem? I can, I can say a couple lines from it, but I can't do it in its entirety. We'll see, we'll see how close you get and let the judges decide. It's something to the effect of, she knows she's a winner, she couldn't be thinner, something, something, because she throws up her dinner. That is... That is pretty much it. I, I got to give that to you. Do you want to try and take a swing at that third line? I feel like you've got it. Well, what rhymes? That's the problem. Oh, it doesn't actually rhyme. Okay, it's got that limerick <laughs> format. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. with If it doesn't rhyme, then I... She knows she's a winner. She couldn't be thinner because she goes in the bathroom and throws up dinner. That's it. Okay. Wow. Hey. Oh, wow. Good job. Wow. Bravo. Impressive. <laughs> Well, and they they do their best effort to try to. I mean, they do ruin the uh, the poem, and they try to change it to. Uh, yeah, she knows what she... a great episode that was. Yeah, for real. Like, I I gotta go and look into more of this show because yeah. right. Uh, Willow, I've gotta be honest. I'm I'm super grateful to you because so far I'm the only one to get a point. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because thank you. Oh, that's what Connor really needed was to pad his points. Yeah, I did. Well, <laughs> it did. And you know, so I'm the first guest on this on stump the expert is my understanding so i feel like i should be added to the scoreboard and when i get these right i I deserve points you (laughs) do okay the problem is points really only matter to us (laughs) noel's just scared he's gonna be outscored by guests yeah, right. <laughs> I want to come in fourth at least, maybe even fifth or sixth, depending on how many people we have on. No, <laughs> I, I appreciate your concern. However, I do need to pad my resume. And so having two points on the Never Games podcast is, look, I really need this it's job. It's something to be celebrated. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just uh, just like how I do all of my yeah. Xbox achievements on my resume. So it works out. Oh, damn. I've been missing out for years. <laughs> yeah. I, my resume says uh, in the same year, I successfully stormed Normandy and won the Stanley Cup. So it's great. <laughs> um, all right. But back to the game. Uh, so I'm going to go back to the first season. Okay. Season one, episode six, uh, entitled This Year's Model. What upgrade to the school does a principal pine for? She's pining for, well, no, this might be one that she already got, but I want to say if it's season one, Principal Angela Lee is talking about bulletproof glass ceilings for the 
gymnasium pool. Yes, yes, no that's good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's crazy. I I I could not stop laughing once I heard what what they wanted for their pool. That was Willow, nuts. Well done. Holy was, hell. I we I put that that place. I really should have <laughs> Well, yeah, you you're all so proud for me, but I'm really kicking myself for not getting the DJs. Can I oh. can I even call myself a fan now? <laughs> you, you, you certainly can. Oh, I you're did. a Daria fan? Name both DJs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's put it into perspective, Willow. There has only ever been one successful expert on and, on. Yeah, and that expert. was mostly because of one of the hosts' incompetence for the subject itself. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, way to way to take that away from me, Noel. I, I didn't yeah. really watch all of the all of the play that Connor wanted me to watch. <laughs> um. Actually, Will, if you want to go for uh, go for bonus, I did have another question for you that I uh, skipped over because I thought it would be too hard. But do you want to go for it? Yes, any chance to get more points. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when leaving the Mall of the Millennium in that episode, when they went to the Mall of the Millennium, I forget which mm-hmm. one that is. Um, what area does Daria meet her sister at? Oh, you want the actual. Uh, it's um it's a certain level, a certain area, and a certain section. Right. Uh, I was glad that you didn't do this one because I was gonna I was gonna nix it. Yeah, I, seems... it was too, too. I don't know, nitty gritty or you know. Right. I don't. It's, I don't think right. anyone would have remembered that. It's a it's a color and a number. I know that. The irony is that within the same episode, the football quarterback Kevin Thompson comes up with a mnemonic device to try to remember. Yeah. The the level yeah. that that he is on, that the that the school bus is on, or I don't know if they took separate cars or a bus or whatever, but that's beside the point. But he's just like FAMAS three. FAMAS three. <laughs> and like like that makes perfect sense to him. And it's funny because now I have that remembered, even though that's not a real thing. That was uh, the only reason why I thought about even including it was because they did come up with this uh same mnemonic device. It was a uh, Delavender Five. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, level guess... five, area D, section lavender. Yeah, I remember FAMAS three, but I don't remember D lavender five. <laughs> well, well, you're still pretty much yeah. more of an expert than most of us. So <laughs> yeah, good you've... job, congratulations. Yes. Yeah, that was that was impressive. That was really impressive. It was. I'm very angry. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I mean those were those were difficult questions. I was anticipating some really weird stuff. I cataloged all of the end credit sequences where they have the characters redrawn as other things, you know. Oh, and so I, I almost <laughs> did one of those, and I'm so glad I didn't, because you still would have gotten it right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, had to, I have these scribbled notes in front of me of like, okay, the fashion club are, yeah. are these characters, Jane is this, you know. <laughs> when I when I did the Harry Potter musical, I like I can show you. I just went and I figured out all the questions that I would have asked, and I just uh, wrote everything down. Right. I didn't have it in front of me when we were playing the game, but I just like this is what I would ask, and like <laughs> I have actually removed myself from subjects. Like when I did uh, How I Met Your Mother last time, I was like, okay, I haven't seen this in a while. My palate has been cleansed. And to be fair, Noel, yeah. you were at a disadvantage because you had to pick something without remembering that you were making a that you were supposed to do it (laughs) i mean yeah yes and no in all fairness i think i rewatched that entire series like a week or two beforehand anyway so it was the freshest thing in my mind short of like you know 
primary colors or something like that. <laughs> Noel's colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the primary colors are gray, gray, and black. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Should yeah. we jump into some fake ads? Yeah, yeah we awesome. should do some fake ads. <laughs> Today's episode of The Never Games is brought to you by the Millennium Mall. Don't forget where you parked. <laughs> We've got easy mnemonic devices for <laughs> for all floors. <laughs> That's the Millennium Mall, opened 20 years ago. <laughs> wow. Uh, today's episode is also brought to you by Nude Noodles. Nude Noodles is the number one spot to stop and top off your tum-tum with yum-yums. Not tainted with toppings that taste like doggy droppings or soaked in silly sauces like some sort of seaweed in a swamp, Nude Noodles food will taste neutral by the spoonful. And every meal comes with a strudel. Or bugles. Nude Noodles says toodaloo to the futile pursuit of wooing the food critic and sticks to making a clinic of making specifically one meal ticket that's the perfect pick for a terrific picnic. Go to Google and review Nude Noodles now for a coupon for the newest from Nude Noodles, which is Nude Nude Noodles, which are Nude Noodles in the shape of Nude Dudes. <laughs> nude Noodles! Noodles! Nude. Jesus oh Christ. A coupon? A coupon? <laughs> I was just trying to make it like rhyme a little better. Uh, can we make a page-a-day calendar for all of our good, good fake ads? Oh my god. Ugh. <sighs> Well, that was really funny. No one's gonna top that. <laughs> Shit. I do. I do have to give credit. My girlfriend came up with the name for that. Okay. So. <laughs> the Trevor Kelly School of uh, Ad Design. Just come up with the name of the couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Connor, do you have one? No, I don't want to do one after that. Yeah. <laughs> Willow, did you? Uh, did you have a fake ad? you want to take a shot at one? Sure. Uh, today's episode of the Never Games is brought to you by Chicken Chuggets, the only chicken nugget that is 7.2% alcohol. Chicken Chuggets. <laughs> now, now available at your local Burger King. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know I what I'm having it. after we finish recording. <laughs> yeah. Good God, does that sound so bad. Oh, God. <laughs> you know you, you, you're going to try it. You there's, there's no way that you're gonna see alcoholic nuggies on a menu and not be like, yeah. yuck. I mean, Connor lives down the street from Baja Blast margaritas, so like it I can't do. be that much worse. Oh yeah. I had another one, but I think it's too dark. Oh, we <laughs> so lay it on us. No, yeah, no, no, go for it. All Just right. every fourth sentence is hornets. Hornets attack. <laughs> All right, but I told you. <laughs> the problems facing the world right now overpopulation ecological disaster global warming uh, that's why i've created a new app called chipper chipper is the only app that you, with your gps finds you the nearest wood chipper to throw yourself into and removes your <laughs> carbon emission from the globe so do your part and download chipper today <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it that was that started out dark, and I was like, wow, yeah, this is dark. And then, good God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. I love it. What is that? Some kind of sorting machine? Yep, some sort. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of the Never Games is also brought to you by Legal Seafoods and their new self-serve chowder fountain. Wherever you, Whenever you want Manhattan, New England, or that other one, 
You can choose your pick from red, white, or a blush <laughs> at Legal Seafoods. That's all I got. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's all I got. I'm sorry. Is part of the ad copy. That's, that's yeah. not yeah. Yeah. It's to the page. Yeah. Honestly, the fake ads have been like the most stressful part of the show as of late. <laughs> just because I'm just trying to fucking roll them out. And yeah, there there's a certain point in the week where I'm just I have to stop thinking about something funny and just start thinking about like correctly formed sentences that I can just say. <laughs> That's um, fair. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Willow, we'll let you go before we go into our whole closeout spiel. Okay. But thank you so much for joining. For those out there listening, check the links in our uh, page. Go to thenevercames.com and you can find everything from Willow. Go find Library Comic, the podcast. What was the podcast name again? Uh, the podcast name is Bookstabber, one word. Um, you can go Bookstabber. to bookstabber.com. And everything else will be there. Willow, thank you so much for being on. This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Yay. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us today uh, at the Never Games. Thank you to Willow for joining us, being our first guest of season two. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a rating, whatever it is that you do on the social medias, wherever you find great podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or any of the other ones that people use. I don't even know what they are, but thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah, and if you want to reach out to us, please do it. We love hearing from our fans. Find us on social media at the underscore never underscore game. Send us an email to hello at the nevergames.com or call us on our phone. The number is 406-GAMES24. That's 406-426-3724. And if you love the show and you don't have a cell phone telephone for uh, you to call in to us, um, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nevergames. All patrons will get some awesome exclusive Nevergames prizes no matter how much you donate. This will help us keep the single exposed light bulb lit in our studio so we can make even more crappy awesome games for as long as we live. No gift is too large, no gift is too small. And if you want more amazing Never Games content, you can head on over to our website. That's thenevergames.com. You can get all sorts of great stuff there. You can listen to all of the episodes, comment on those episodes, and engage with other fans. Read our dating profiles. Find out the things that we enjoy on the Multimedia Minute. And find links to all sorts of great stuff done by Willow Payne, our guest for today, either uh, through our website or over at librarycomics.com. All of the music in today's episode is done by Good Damn It. That is Trevor on the everything you can possibly imagine, and Noel on the drums. And man, did he play that kazoo mighty fine last week. You That's don't all Noel can imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank you for uh, listening to a very special episode of The Never Games. Uh, first episode in the second season to have a guest, so it was a wonderful for Willow to stop by. Uh, be sure to check out Barbarian Girl, Library Comics, or Bookstabber, her podcast. My name has been and will always be Noel McGinnis. I am Trevor Kelly, at least for now. My name is Tom O'Brien, as far as you know. I am Connor Provost. Good night, sweethearts. And once again, this has been The Never Games. Do we play games? Almost. Yes. <laughs> That's what we chose. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a sticker box studios production. Um, production. One thing.
a joke, but this is a real conversation Gene and I have had about the secret fourth <laughs> panel filled with hornets. That... No, we have a we have an ongoing joke.